foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Bosch. Back out to Allen. History title. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Insight NBA, while the man takes a drink, I'm going to join him in a second. Cheers to you, Matty O'Brien. Of course, this is Super Coach Matrix. I am at NBA G. We is also known as Matty G. And every Sunday, join us for a tale of two Matties. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we're going to call it the crossover, basically. And I'm going to do a couple episodes during the week. You're going to do a couple episodes during the week. And this is where we have, I suppose, our big mash or mashup, where we look at the week ahead, maybe have a little bit of a look at the week behind, um, cover some injuries. If you're going to watch any show during the week, it'll be this one. Yeah, not to say that the other six shows or five shows we're going to do, because we're going to try and do daily. We're going to try and aim for six days a week at the end of the day. No, not try. We actually have programmed in six days a week, but we're going to do bonus episodes at least once every couple of weeks, once every three weeks. Just throw something together, get some other analysts and some guests in just to have fun and talk basketball. But this is the one to kick it off. This is what we set you up for your week of success. Mate, what if, we're going to start this one by talking about the preseason because today we just, it's drafts are done. Drafts are pretty much done. Yeah, we, we had our last one today. Um, yeah. Look, I'm honestly pretty happy to see the end of it. I just want to start watching some actual <laughs> basketball where some wins matter. Uh, we've done it. We've done a ton of mocks. Uh, we hope that we helped you along in your drafts along the way. Um, but there's yeah. some notes. There's some things that have happened in preseason that we should keep an eye on. And I suppose pivot, have a look at the waiver wire, um, have a look to see if those guys are rostered. And um, yeah, maybe if you are unhappy with one of your later round picks, um, yeah, you could start the season strong here. Yeah, you can uh, put them to the curve real quickly. So the focus of crossover every single week is to get you ready and hyped up. We're going to look at the game schedules for the week. We're going to look at who you target on back-to-backs, who are the waiver wire uh, guys that you can target. Also about injuries that are lingering and where opportunity opens up. Uh, major, I guess the biggest injury right now in the NBA, I guess would be Luca. Um, heading in uh, as a Friday, Jason Kidd, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks, has said that there is no updated timetable for Luca for the calf. Now, it's been niggling him a little bit. I gave the advice to a man of mine, look, he, he, wanted, he didn't want to let Luca go too late to someone in the first round. So I said, look, just, just pick him up and see where it goes. Like, you can salvage a season from picking up Luca in the first round. If this, they're going to probably rest him, you think, Maddie, for the first maybe game. If, if it's necessary, they might sit him for, for one of the games this week. The thing is, if you're coming from other fantasy sports, it's like one game is a big deal in some other things, but we've got 80, 83, 82, 82 games happening. And realistically, I would not be scared of this. It sounds like it's a minor thing. It sounds like if he's not playing this week, he'll be playing the following week. Exactly. And look, it's if it's just two things, if it's just two things, two games that are done for your week, oh, yeah. Great, cool. He, he he rests up. Kyrie obviously gets a massive bump in value. Um, obviously, Jaden Hardy, he's going to be getting some minutes up there. Joshy Green might get some extra minutes and some run for the Mavs. But this is what we're going to talk about every week. We're going to find you guys to target while people are out there. Other injury news for the week, Matty, that you think is uh, important to note right now? 
Uh, look, um, Scotty Barnes, um, he's got a sprained foot. Um, there's been no official word on opening night just yet. Uh, but if Schroeder isn't rostered in your team, I think he should be. I know that I've picked him up yep. in a couple of drafts and yes. I kind of think that he was rosterable. I think he was rosterable anyway. So just double check. Um, yeah, he's going to get a big bump this week. Can I just say, is there just an, like just a stupid amount of like just disrespect on having Dennis Schroeder in your fantasy basketball team? Like, yeah. is he that people bad? Just him. People just don't like the guy. But that, again, represents value for you. I mean, like, it's like, oh, yeah, but he doesn't profile that well. Actually, in the system, when he's proven to be an effective and efficient player in a basketball system, he actually goes bloody all right. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy who I think my ideal case for a Dennis Schroeder type, as you said, is like a guy who fits into a system. And that kind of system for me would be like OKC Dennis Schroeder, where he was there with SGA, we were with Chris Paul. And, you know, they, they, they showed out. That was like, yeah. Absolutely. This is where you can absolutely pick up a guy like that and milk them, especially with injuries. And like, that's, that's getting you wins. That's getting you wins. Cause in our league, Maddie, it's about how many wins you accumulate over the course of the season, not just head to head victories. So you want to get as many W's as possible. I just like, like in a guy that got 12.6 points, 4.5 assists in 30 minutes per game for the Lakers it wasn't a great showing last year for the Lakers, but he's pro- proven he's done it on a big stage in FIBA. He's proven he's done it uh, at other clubs. Look, I think it's a no-brainer to be in the top 144. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's going to get you about, you know, 12 to 12 to 15 points a game. He's going to get you about four assists. can get you a steal every now and then. Gets chips at a couple of rebounds. He's kind of a little bit peckish that way. But, yeah, look, yeah. he's – inefficiencies from the field but still these account he does offer some counting stats outside just points and threes as well and then when he's hot he is an absolute steamer i think another guy who's going to be hot this week and who if you've got him in your team he's going to see a bit of a little bit of x run is chet holgren because jalen williams the guy who was thinking about starting not the good jalen williams j-dub the taller the the taller let's call him the taller jalen tall j the one with uh, the y in it the one with the Y in it, uh, Tall J, he's yeah. got an injury over there in OKC. So we're looking, obviously, at what's going to happen there in the middle. You're probably going to expect some more minutes from the uh, the middle guys there over in Oklahoma City this week, aren't you, mate? Yeah, yeah. And look, not super relevant, but Chet's going to get a bump. I think Chet's going to get the bulk of the minutes there anyway. Um, yep. But yeah, definitely worth mentioning. Um, also, Vanderbilt looks to miss the opener for the Lakers. Yeah, 100%. So Darvin Ham's come out and said the announcing the starting lineup is Torian Prince. Torian Prince, I'm actually going to check the amount of leagues in. Do you want to check on the ESPN ones for a second? Torian Prince is available in a lot of leagues. He has added some counting stats and defense in the preseason. But again, he is a really serviceable player on your wire. So if you're looking for a guy to pick up and you just need a little bit of extra points, especially because you can get him out. Look, he's rostered in 3% of leagues. So at the end of your week- this in ESPN. 0.4%. He's not even ownable at this point. But in the Lakers rotation, he will be a starter. He's going to get 25 maybe minutes a game, especially while Vanderbilt's out. They're up against the Phoenix Suns. They're going to need defense. They're probably going to be like, fine, Torian Prince. You can take your shots. We're going to mark Austin Reeves. We're going to mark AD. We're going to mark D'Angelo Russell. We're going to mark LeBron James. Torian's going to see a bit of an uptick in workload there, especially after the disrespect Kevin Durant put on Austin Reeves this week. I thought you would have been a fan of that, Matty. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan. I'm not a guy that hates Austin Reeves. I just think he was getting overdrafted. So, 
Yeah, exactly right. And so this is a guy who gets three pointers. He's got he's efficient from the field, like about over four hundred and fifty percent from the field. He's a very good free throw shooter. So Torian Prince becomes playable. And may we spoke about this earlier, and we will touch on the schedules later on. This is a really good target if you're very comfortable in the end of your week. You just want to drip a little bit of some sprinkles on your end of week Sunday to make sure the wins lock down, but set you up for the next week as a guy like a like a Torian Prince. Yeah, because you were you were mentioning the fact that yes, he does play the. He doesn't play the two games this week, but he plays three games next week. Um, and that's when, you know, it re- you really start to see. I'm not sure Vanderbilt will be out for that long, uh, but Lakers guys are good to target heading into next week. Yeah, 100%. I've also put down in the injuries list um, James Harden uh, by way of ego, uh, and it's ongoing for treatment. Um, <laughs> look, what do we make of what – look, right now in leagues, it's a bit of a kerfuffle. Everyone's jumping on guys like Tyrese Maxey, uh, DeAnthony Melton, and deservedly so. They've played in, they're basically, they're coalescing together as a unit because of the chicanery that is surrounded with James Harden. These are all very rosterable guys. And if they, if there's any of these guys that are still around in your leagues, if you've already drafted, you, you should jump on some of these Philly guys very quickly, Matty. Yeah, I would have both Melton. I think Maxie's going in and around that 60 range in draft yeah. 60 was drafts are over, was going in and around that 60, 70. Um, maybe he got a small little bump uh, due to some of this news, but I just hope Harden. I drafted Harden in the 30s in one of my legs. Um, you got to take a gamble every now and then because I still think that he can be a top 20 guy. But, yeah, I just really hope he suits up and plays. But if he doesn't, yeah, look out for Maxi. And and just the comments coming from him as well, like you haven't seen the last of what I'm going to do. I'm like, Jesus it just sounds like such a dickhead move all the time. But yeah. look, love Maxi, love what he can do. Uh, and, and guys are available in leagues. Like Melton is available in ESPN. Do you want to have a look? I know that he's available still in like leagues in Yahoo. I know I had them up here a minute ago, but this is a guy who in the last 24 hours has pretty much become like top 100 draftable because of the last showing in the preseason. And obviously so. So he's rostered now in 75% of leagues. A few days ago, Uh, a week ago. Hasn't quite caught up in ESPN. It was in and around that 14% still. Uh, But uh, he was a top 100 guy last year. So, um, yeah, definitely if you're in those – actually, if you're in any leagues, your fan tracks, your ESPNs, your Yahoo, have a look, pick him up. He's probably better than the last guy you took. Oh, 100%. Like, that's that's a guy you want to pick up. If, If Melton is still around, I'm actually looking at one of my leagues right now, thinking about my own advice right now. I'm not going to tell you which one. It could be one of ours. Oh, yeah. He's available. I'm going to pick him up right now. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and pick up DeAnthony Melton in a league because that's what happens. When these guys become available and, and someone like James Harden has been like, I'm not going to play basketball. And historically, a very good defender as well. Like he can get you two stocks a game. Yep. He can get you a lot yeah. more than that as well. Great. Mate, He's just is- plug and play. Plug and play. Also, but guys, like I picked up Tobias Harris on the waiver wire earlier on. Someone picked him up. He had a couple of stinkers in the preseason. People dropped him very, very quickly. You want to look at the drops, and we'll get into our future episodes on the crossover. We'll look at the hottest drops and possible. Look, when guys are off, when they're cold, Maddie, there can be value in that as well, can't there? Yeah, exactly. There's we'll we'll have a bit of a chat about a buy low, sell high, all those sorts of things. But yeah, Tobias Harris could be a buy low. Yeah, 100%. Mate, who's, um, we've been talking a little bit about the preseason and everything like that. Was there any major notes from the preseason that you had that you really were excited by for this for this upcoming season? So um, 
I'm a preseason notes are brought to you by the standard squeeze. Definitely worth giving giving these boys a shout out. Oh, can I mention fifteen percent off as well? By the way, one. yeah, use Insight fifteen. Uh, Sato's given me some uh, some bourbon here. Anyway, that's the owner of uh, Standard Squeeze. And oh, was this what, the was this the home batch stuff that he uh, that Mick bought up? Mm. Look at this. That is just poetry in motion. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, shout out to the shout out to the standard squeeze. Um, Insight fifteen. Get yourself some of these. I know that they're doing them for for those little um, skinny West Coast coolers. Not to be confused with Bilal Cooler Bali, um, the East Coast guys. cooler. <laughs> and um, and of course your four in one. I've got all the products in behind us. So um, yeah, support those who support us. Um, but heading into the preseason, I've been a ma- massive Jeremy Sohan fan. Oh, yeah. Basically, since the beginning, um, even coming off the bench, um, Pop's come out said that he's going to start at point guard. I didn't see that coming, but just noting in my last game, stocks for Trey Jones has really dropped. Um, yep. He's sort of just been a last round flyer at this stage, but Trey Jones still got more assists. He got eight assists in seventeen minutes than Sohan did in twenty four in his last game. Um, if we've learned anything from his brother is the Jones brothers can be yep. really efficient, great at assists. Moral of the story, I don't think either of these guys should be on your waiver wire. They're not. And I've actually, I've actually just, I've been, I'm like, that reminded me right now, their availability of Jeremy Sohan. So him and Taylor Horton Tucker have been named starting point guards for their respective teams in the Utah Jazz and with the San Antonio Spurs. They are not point guard eligible in a lot of leagues. So if you've got them on your team, they are not point guard eligible at this point. Like they're going to be playing that role. So this is like the eligibility becomes into a factor and positional. So you're going to have to roll these guys out as a shooting guard or a like Jeremy Sohan is a power forward. Like that is, I'm pretty comfortable in saying on Yahoo at this exact moment in time that he is just purely listed as a power forward. I've got so many tabs open from today. It's absolutely ridiculous. Here we go. Tell me that's not perfect. Tell me that's not perfect for some of your builds. Being able to get a guy that's starting at point guard, um, you can still get an uptick in assists from your from your power forward. Um, in the right build, that's he's, amazing. Mate, he has just been he's absolutely been stuffing the stat sheet lately. The other like I said today when we were in chat, because the league that we drafted today, this is it's my tenth anniversary league. Like it's it's my personal league that I've got with mates and the inside boys since we met each other. And if you listen to Five Keys Five, I had a bit of a sentimental moment. Bit of a love heart to you, Maddie, who I met and enjoyed in the two K community, and that's how we're here today. But like the guy is racking it up, like he's just been he's been averaging nine, he's been averaging almost ten points a game, five rebounds, three assists, and two steals in the preseason contests. But he's actually just been putting together a nice little run there, and, and Pop's given him the keys. Like that's not something you see every. Pop's not going to do that unless he's convinced that you have talent. And he's going to play you those minutes as well. Like it's it's Greg Popovich at the end of the day. Yeah, and I was worried about it at the at the start of the year. He was just like my last guy that I was adding. And I tell you yeah. what, it was um, yeah, it's it was fruity then, but it's um, yeah, it's solid now. No, I've got to actually say I've got to, I've got to doff my hat to you, good sir. Like that was a, a pick of yours early on. I didn't see it coming. I didn't like. I did not see it coming. The second the pops rolled him out there as a point guard, I remember looking at the NBA. Like I remember looking at the old, the old league pass and me like, "What the fuck? Like, so how's the point guard? Like, I was like, it's just is Trey Jones like dead? 
Like, is, <laughs> do they just not just decide to play somebody? <laughs> like, they not? Everyone's, we were all high on Trey Jones. Like, oh, yeah, but you can get him late. Like, this is a top 100 point guard. He's drifting into the, and all of a sudden, I can, Dennis Rodman hair 2.0, Jeremy, the sock <laughs> Sohan, I call him the sock. He's like playing point guard. I'm like, no, surely he's taking the piss. And sure enough, he then started the rest of them. I was like, nope, it's it's for real. So that's one of those guys out there. And I just had a look too when I brought him up on Yahoo. Jeremy Sohan is only rostered in 44% of leagues. Yep. So there is 60 there is 66% of leagues out there that if you need some extra points, some rebounds, assists, if you're punting threes, because he doesn't like get you a whole lot of those, this is the guy you definitely want to if you sit on your waiver wire, go out there and pick up Maddie. Yeah, agree with you. Um, should we be keeping an eye on RJ Hampton and Nikola Jovic? Uh, we talk about the depth on, you know, in Miami, and people aren't super high on people like Kyle Lowry and people like that. No. You picked him Why up not? in like the 845th pick the other day in a draft, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it went 200 <laughs> deep, and I got him with my last pick. Yep. I think that that's too far, but mm-hmm. if everybody's right about Kyle Lowry, somebody has to play those minutes. And RJ Hampton in the preseason has shown that he could do it. Yeah, 100%. Like he is – these are guys who are going to find ways to get minutes in teams over the course of the season. But look, you need to look at the talent around you and the pathways there. These are also guys who are going to be readily available throughout the course of the season. And I guess it with RJ Hampton – like he's now in a position where he can have some minutes. He's not like bench deep behind 87 other point guards in the Orlando magic. Does he fit the Miami? Like I think Tyler hero in Miami might be the guy to really be like, you know what? Fuck y'all. You know, like that's kind of his like mentality, but off the back of that, yeah, there, I reckon you're spot on. There is opportunity over the course of the season, especially with injuries to roll out there, a guy like RJ Hampton, or Jovic and get some value out of these, especially in the short term, because like what Kevin Love's still going to play those minutes. Like everyone was yep. getting high yep. on Jovic last year. Like, when are you going to start developing the new blood? Yeah. And if like if anything that these stats are telling us is that if we're not drafting Kyle Lowry and we're not drafting Kevin Love, who the fuck's playing those minutes? Like I've been watching like RJ Hampton come and played yep, in the like in most. the NBL. Um, I've been watching him yep. since since he was a pup, basically. And you have Rip. he can he can be really good. He's super athletic if given the opportunity. And he did get a little bit of that opportunity in Denver and just didn't sort of grab it with his with his hands. But he's a little bit older now. Um, look, if it's not Kyle Lowry, it's got to be RJ Hampton. <laughs> The other interesting little wrinkle in Miami I found in the preseason was they rolled out the other day Josh Richardson. Like they yeah. rolled him out as the starting point guard in the last. I'm pretty. I, I just double checked that I, I I didn't have too much of the rosé from the fridge. They rolled out for six minutes Josh Richardson, and obviously he hurt himself in that game, and he and he you know was taken off from that one. Like he's he, the MRI came back clean; it was negative. But they still started a game. Yes, it was a preseason game, but they still started Joshy. And but I was like, looking, you- they're looking for something. It's whoever grabs it and put these yep. guys in your watch list and keep an eye. You look at their team deep. Is it going to be Duncan Robinson? No. No. Like you, you've got to look. Highsmith is an opportunity in Miami, for example, from the preseason who rolled out there and played power forward for them. 
because I don't think the answer is Thomas Bryant. I really don't. Like, no. you know, like this is this is this is when we have a look back through the team. Like, who have they picked up? Who's going to roll out there? Who's going to do the job? And as you said, guys like Jovic, he's going to be out there. He's going to give it a crow. Like, is it going to be Drew Smith at the end of the day fighting for a team? No. And at deep in the bench buried, you've got old mate Martin, who's around, Tyler Hero, and Jimmy Butler. And we all know that at the end of the day, that he really likes to keep his rotations tight down in Miami. Like he likes to give it to the best players, those guys who really embrace heat culture. So Spo is going to do those guys. And if RJ Hampton comes into town and you can roll him out there, he'll, he'll get the minutes and he'll be a distributor on a team and, and maybe worth the pickup is over the course of the season. Talking of the course of the season, it's a long season, as you said earlier on. Like, again, you're not going to win and lose your week in the first this week. Like, this is an absolute shit first week of NBA because of the lack of games, Maddie. Yeah, unless you drafted really shit, in which case you could have already lost it. But, oh, yeah, you, you probably uh, are really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're probably really but yeah. we But we could start working towards the, uh, the right direction. And yes, have you subscribed to the Inside Podcast Network yet? And you should <laughs> yeah. do that right now and get all of the content <laughs> because we'll help you out. Um, I was looking at the Rockets and a mm-hmm. lot. I was actually just looking at the Rockets game and the Rockets played against the the Heat and this is the segue here. But you live near Brisbane, Thompson not Simpson. Love and Rockets, just the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, not Love yeah. and Rockets. Just to clarify the value actually, of Houston. That's actually the name of one of my NFL fantasy teams, actually. Uh, but uh, but that, but that's due to having Jordan Love, nothing to do with this strip club. But Armin Thompson does seem to be the Rockets flyer. Yeah, if yeah, gonna, he really does. If you're gonna add. Yeah, if you're going to add anyone, you know, like we all talked about, yeah, Whitmore's and him being the steal of the draft and everything like that. Uh, you know, Dylan Brooks, you're getting with the last pick. But if Armin Thompson isn't rostered, he should be. Because he's only rostered in 43% of Yahoo leagues currently. So it's 57%. This means over half of the leagues out there. And again, this is also developed, like this is also based on league size. So you could be in a 10-man league, a 12-man league, a 14-team man league and, and obviously availability and roster spots how many deep are you crack one open that, that all changes and that's all you know subject to availability but if you are in a in a, in a shallower league like is he rosterable yet in 12 teams maybe not he's like a keep your eye on but if you're in a 14 teamer and you've got some utility players and he's there oh you definitely jump on him so this is where there's rosterability as well as like oh yeah but but gee i'm i'm in a 10-man team and okay, cool. He's probably available in a 10-man league. Like yep. when something happens inevitably with someone at Houston or they decide to tank, just know, just smell it in the water. When there's the blood in the water for these teams, look, I don't think that's going to be the case in Houston this year. Like I have been very, I've probably been too vocal in saying, I think they are going to work towards competency. What that level of competency is, is all in the talent that's in the pool. But the, the Rockets this year are, are, are a capable team. Like if I was to tell you the starting five of their basketball team, you'd be like, oh, oh, they can win some games. Like they're not going to be like, oh, and they're coached by Steve Silas. Oh, yeah. I, You're look, not gonna- I think, I think their ceiling might be ninth or 10th, but yep. yeah, they're going to be playing some serviceable basketball. And with how bad the Rockets have been since James Harden, oh my God. isn't that going to be a win? The over under this year is 31 and a half games. I don't know if they get there this year. Like yeah, this is a redev- 
it's 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 a developing team. But if you tell me that they won thirty eight, I won't. If sorry, let no, me not thirty eight, thirty six. I wouldn't be surprised. Like yep. if I look at the if I look at if you told me that they made like they got thirty six wins for the year, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm kind of backing on the under because we're only an ankle sprain away or or an injury to Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks doing something dumb to send the team sideways and then Jalen Green think that the runway is massive. Cam Whitmore is going to want to go out there and just take every little bit of opportunity he can by the ball sack. You know, Jabari Smith Jr. is going to be scratching his head again, like not this fucking season again after last year. You know, Shen Goon might just be like, just do whatever he needs to do to survive at this point in time over in Houston. Jock Landau might become a very roster rule guy. Who knows? Who knows? But it's 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 yeah. one of those things in Houston where you just don't know what's going to happen. That's the big thing about just watching this first week. And I suppose our next segment, we want to be focusing on players that are playing two games in this week one. Nobody's playing the three games. Um, and let's just go through individually with those teams and just have a, I suppose, a snippet as to who to watch. We're not saying to roster them. We're not saying to yeah. roster them, but maybe you just have a look at them and like – for example, with the Celtics, a lot of leagues only have five Celtics rostered. Do we start having a look at their sixth and seventh best players, who I think are a Peyton Pritchard and an Al Horford? Uh, can they be rosterable? Especially like there's people that are in leagues that go 200 deep. I'm in leagues that go 200 deep. Yep. And these guys so- aren't rostered. They're going to be the sixth. One of these guys are going to be the sixth man on the Celtics and the other guy's going to be Peyton Pritchard. But they, they could yeah, be fine. So basically what you're telling fine. me is Peyton Pritchard is not the sixth man in, in Boston this year. It's basically what you're saying. Sorry, Peyton Pritchard lovers. He had an amazing preseason, but let's just just, just stop the hype train for a second. Let's just crew crew Karini Holt. But they're also not a team you want to invest in heavily this week. We In my draft today, I took Jason Tatum, and I fucking hate the Celtics. I, 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 I'm not – I just don't know why. I Actually, no, I don't hate the Celtics. I think I just lied openly about my hate for the Celtics. No, I don't hate the Celtics. I just don't like the Celtics. It involves a girl. She wore a hat one day. It was a, it was a situation. I'm probably having PTSD from it, but I'm not the biggest fan of the Celts. It's just not my team over in the East, but you don't watch them this week. Just fucking just ignore the Boston Celtics unless there's a major car crash and Peyton Pritchard is the only last living member alive this week, get him in your team because there's apparently a whole bunch of dead strewn bodies of Celtics around the place and there's (laughs) one last surviving person. But they only play two games. This is not the week to panic. It is absolutely shithouse. Playing two games this week are the Celts, the Nets. So hello, hello, Mikael Bridges. I took him. I'm really high on him this season. Yep, he's only going to play two games. The Hornets, you took Lamelo Ball with your first pick, did you? You think you're looking forward to a big season and you lose week one? You're going to panic? Don't. The Mavs, you took Luca. He might not even play both, let alone one. You're fucked. The Pacers, who does that indicate for you who, with your two-game week if you struggled? Maybe a Matherin. I see Bruce Brown still in some leagues. Uh, you've been yeah. super high on Obi Toppin. Um, Love Obi. He's a Haven't taken him once this year. Haven't taken him once this year. I, I think I actually, no, that's a lot. I think I took him once because everyone knew that I was looking for Obi Toppin. So I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't give people like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Obi Top. I'm like, oh yeah, great. I'll get the trade offers. <laughs> You're gonna want someone um, but- a fourth round value for him, are you? <laughs> Jesus. I think Benedict Matherin could be better than Obi Toppin in the right build, to be honest. Oh, I agree. 
I agree. Look, I really like what Obi can offer. And I have, you know, look, I've been, I've been speaking the praises of, of, of Eggs Benny in the preseason. I think he's absolutely got a role to play in that team. And I'm really high on him being potential. Look, he's rostered in 78% of leagues now in Yahoo. So you're not going to probably be able to stream him off the waiver wire. However, you will be able to stream him in if shit goes sideways in India, not stream him, you might be able to pick him up and just watch this space and watch what happens. Because if they think, look, we're losing off the blocks, we put eggs Benny in the we put we, we put eggs in the starting lineup. It hasn't worked out. We were successful last year with more spacing and some presence from Buddy Heald. Despite the contract and the talk of Buddy Heald trade coming up, they probably want to showcase that piece anyway to get a quality return. If they put Buddy back in the starting lineup, they win two or three or four games. Benny, you know, eggs get some like lower amount of minutes. People might drop him. You know what I mean? Like he, he will be dropped and someone's going to look for whoever's hot right now. Like a guy like a KCP, a guy who has a starting five role in Denver, who's just dependable and who does his thing. Or maybe Jaden Ivey, who's rostered in like, you know, Jaden Ivey's in 66% of leagues. He's a shooting guard for the Detroit Pistons. Maybe he's blowing up and someone's dropped him in your league and they run into the waiver wire and pick him up. Keep your eyes on guys like that because again, it's, it's a long season, Matty. So these guys who go off, people are going to overreact in week one. 82 games, week one, you guys might be playing two games. But Matherin is only 28% owned in ESPN. Oh, that's tasty. Yeah, yes. That's that's why I was mentioning mentioning him because I think that he's somebody that that's you can tasty. pick up. If you're, if you're in the right leagues and there's some guys mm. that have maybe drafted a couple of weeks ago and not really looking, you could add Benedict Matherin. I am going to look at right now for eggs. I just love calling him eggs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, he is He is available in one of my two leagues. Interesting. Yep. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to watch this space on him. He doesn't fit my build particularly, but that's definitely a guy, as you said, who if he's available in your league and it fits your build, he is going to be the starting shooting guard for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, finishing off that uh, that list of, of teams playing only two games this week, the Pacers – the Bucks, the Timberwolves, the Pels, the Magic, and the Wizards. And if Jordan Poole comes out of the game and goes 6% from the field like he did in his last preseason game, people might be having some buyer's remorse really quickly, and that presents a buy low. Not buy low necessarily, but look, how, how do you think it's going to work out in the Wizards this year? I think that him and Kyle Kuzma and Tyce Jones were actually really good moves. Uh, I suppose yep. they re-signed Kuzma. He was there. Uh, but I think that they were all really good moves, and I suppose they're making a step in the right direction. I don't mind Gafford. I'm not sure I see him being, I suppose, an absolute gun or anything in the future. But I think they've got some pieces to work around. Um, if I'm going to watch yeah. anything with the Wizards, it's probably going to be that of Dia, Kispert, Split, and Roll. What if we were all wrong with Kyle Kuzma? Or Kyle Kuzma goes through one of those really cold streaks that he can do. Avdia or Kispert yep. could just come into that role. Like we just said that Poole can go cold. We've said that Kuzma can go cold. If yep. Avdia and Kispert, you can, uh, you can get on the right role, uh, on the right, I suppose, hot and cold trend, uh, that could be really handy. 
Oh, look, Kispert is an absolute must-target three-point guy in your league this year. If you were if you were in a, a if you were in a very very tight week, and to end your week, the Wizards have a, a back-to-back sequence, or they play three games in four days towards the end of your week, including a back-to-back to put you over the line, and you need some extra threes. He's the kind of guy you're going to watch because he gets he, he does a little bit of peripheral, you know stuff around the edges, Corey Kispert, but that three-point percentage and, and also the ability for him to knock those down in the Wizards and a team that needs some floor spacing, yeah, th- these are the you guys, man, as you said, that they absolutely play themselves into having a role in your fantasy team during the course of the season. And again, it's just when it pops up, dude. Like, it's just when, where, who, what, where, and when. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just pure and simple that. Um, three games. Who has three games this week who will actually help you win your week one matchup? I don't even know who's got three games in week one. It's in the notes I gave you. It's in the notes thing. No, you said you said three games in week two. Oh, it's it's a week one. I typed the bloody wrong thing. I I, I sent Maddie. We, we notes each other. We have a Google Doc, and I and I typed all that. I said, like, Maddie, I've got this. My parents are visiting right now. I need to get away from them for an hour. Can I prep the notes? I didn't say that. Um, I love my dad. <laughs> Uh, but if we're looking at the Hawks, I really like Sadiq Bay. He's not owned. I like Jalen Johnson probably more. But Jalen mm-hmm. Johnson, I've found, has been rostered. Sadiq Bay's a good streamer. Mate, I've been I got sniped on him today in our league. I was like, what's going on? No one's drafting Sadiq Bay. No one's drafting Sadiq Bay. And then I'm like, oh. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I actually picked him up in ours today, I'm pretty sure. But someone sniped him. I think in, in our one last night, someone took Sadiq Bay from me in our, in your league, in the uh, in the Insight League. Yep. I was like, bastards. Like, who's – like, Sadiq Bay will be the starting, like, power forward for the Atlanta Hawks. And he is absolutely going to stretch the floor and he's going to get a shit ton of open looks because of the attention on Trey Young and Jontae Murray and the, and the omelette. Do I have a thing with eggs? I've just noticed that two of the guys said that I've nicknamed – I don't know, man. I got to talk to Eggs about that, um, mate. Yeah, the Hawks are the Hawks are a good shout for three game week. Um, Bulls, Cavs, Pistons, Warriors, the Rockets, and the LA teams, Maddie. Who who do you see in there with those when, three games weeks for the Clips and the Lakers? Oh, go on. Oh, sorry, I was going to say with the Bulls. I'm looking at the yeah. Bulls and I'm seeing four guys rostered in a lot of my lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing only four people rostered, which is blokes like Kobe White, Zach Levine, yep. Vooch, and Demar Derozan. Look, do we – is it Patrick Williams' season? Um, do we have any faith in somebody like Alex Caruso? Can Javon Carter be that guy that I sort of hoped that he was when he was in the Grizzlies and and he showed flashes at Phoenix? Like, I don't know. Um, maybe You were, you we were high on Javon Carter work. earlier in the season. You were higher on him in the season. Are you worried about the show out of Kobe White getting – like because they brought him over there and then all of a sudden they're starting Kobe White now. Do you think that's going to ding or do you think Kobe's just going to be a flash in the pan and they're going to move him back to the bench? No, I always thought Kobe White was probably the guy that was going to play the most amount of minutes. I just think that Javon Carter is the best passer on this team. I think if you need a guy out there that can can do some assists, that can get out there, get the ball fizzing around, like it's not going to be a Patrick Williams. You know, Zach Levine has proven he's not that guy. Um, DeMar DeRozan looks for his own shot probably more than he looks for, for everything else. I think Javon Carter is the best passer on this team. And I think that there's a role there more like, I know that I've probably mentioned 
the Jones brothers more than any other podcast on the internet, <laughs> but more like a Tyus Jones, Javon yep. Carter could just get out there and this is his opportunity. Chicago's not very good. They're willing to try things. And I think it was a good signing. You know, I hundred I, percent I agree. And I was surprised to see them just because I thought they were going to really just put Kobe off the bench last year. He showed out in a few games as a starter. It went well. Then they kind of moved him back. And he's always been that microwave scorer off the bench. Like he brings that offensive onslaught. And they were, we've got to remember, they were favoring Desumu as the starting point guard over Kobe White for a long time there as well. So then you add Javon Carter, you had Desumu, Kobe showing out here and there. You kind of, it was, as you said, they're not very good. Like there's a, there's a state of flux in that. So you kind of wonder what's going to happen. I've picked up Kobe in a couple of leagues, and I'm interested to see what he does. And on a week where they've got three, yeah, this is the kind of time you look at guys like Kobe White. But in Yahoo, he is only rostered in 30% of leagues. If you haven't got him in your team yet, if you need a point guard, go and grab Kobe White and see where it goes. He can put up points. He can put up threes. He's improving his field goal efficiency. He has an excellent free throw percentage. He's going to be the distributor on the team. And he's got peripherals. And then if that goes sideways, Javon Carter could very much well be your guy. Um, in the big in the big ones in the Clippers, can I just ask with so many with, with when we talk about deep roster teams, they've got a three game week this week again. There's no overreactions. It's week one. Yep. Who are you watching in the Clippers? Because this is what we call one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. Like they're so deep. Like how do yeah, you it's- how do you adjust your thinking? It's probably Plum Dog Millionaire for me. Um, when you look at Ivic Zubac, I'm not super impressed. Um, and, you know, Russell Westbrook is rostered, yes. Maybe a Terrence Mann or a Bones Highland could grab that, I suppose, that spot by the balls. You can be super frustrated with Russell Westbrook, especially Russell Westbrook yeah. at his age when so much of what Russ brought was athleticism. Um, it's kind of like a Derek Rose now. Mate, I think that uh, Bones Highland and a Terrence Mann could really carve out a solid spot on this roster. I especially like the take on Terrence Mann, to be honest. Terrence Mann has also been in all the negotiations for James Harden. They have been unwilling to move Mann. Like there's even – I read an article, I think it might have been Bleacher Report or something, that it's like um, the one man – it was a t- clever title, the one man stopping the James Harden trade, was they just seemed completely – Un, like it's unrelenting in there. Like we will not let Terrence go. You can get fucked. James Harden's going to find his way here some way or other because he's a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like yep. at, at this point, like, but yeah, I, I 100%. When, when, when an organization shows faith in a player, it generally means that player is going to be given an opportunity to play basketball. Yeah, and he's not that old. Like yeah. I just think he's, yeah, I just think that he's a guy. I actually like the way that he plays. He's that biggest sort of point guard. Um, yeah, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. He's only 27. Um, he's going to be out there playing. Let's yeah, look, look Lakers, like my Lakers, I like I like LeBron. I don't like the Lakers. Look, I actually do like the Lakers. I do like the Lakers because I love what they've done in the offseason. Look, I don't have a favorite team anymore. I, I'm, I wear a lot of horn and stuff because, like, that's my – my Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, Kendall and Bugsy days. But I just love good basketball these days. Like, I just love watching it. I mean, I think OKC might be one What of are we talking about teams. the Lakers for then? Yeah, I don't know. Because I like – because you asked me about it. Because I like their team. I like, I like Austin I like Reeves. good basketball. And then we're talking about the Lakers. I know. I'm not going to bite at that, you fuck. I'm not going to bite on that one. <laughs> they, look, 
they were the we forget about how close i actually went back and watched it like a couple of weeks ago i decided to watch the playoffs again like i watched every playoff game from the east and the west again and just watched jimmy butler go scorched earth but then i watched like when i got to the western conference finals i was like by the way, re-watching the Timberwolves is like a really interesting revisionist history of when you watch the Timberwolves against the Nuggets last season in the playoffs. But when I got to the Lakers, I'm 100% convinced that they would have won the NBA championship if some amazing team like the Denver Nuggets wasn't in their way. Those games were so close. Like there were periods where it could have gone either way and there was a rebound or an offensive, like an offensive rebound would just get tapped like those 50 50 balls like we we play basketball matty the 50 50 balls sometimes just swing the game and it was like every 50 50 ball was like actually no it's going to be an 80 nuggets ball 20 lakers ball and then they went on a roll like of 10 points would knock on threes michael porter jr would pull up from like 30 feet and just drain one jamal murray was then feeling himself like they were really close ones but back to the lakers this week ruby hachimura Rui Hachimura is someone you want to keep your eye on. I think people forgot how like very good Rui became last year with all the pickups in the offseason. Um, Rui Hachimura is only rostered in 28% of leagues. So when we speak about the three games weeks, you want to really watch what's happening there because this is a guy who's always stepped in. And if LeBron James goes down for a period of time, for any single reason, the starting small forward, power forwardish guy who they play a la LeBron, will be one Rui Hachimura, 100,000%. And that's where he's going to get an uptick in value. He has a 480 field goal percentage, uh, 750 almost from the line. He'll put you in some threes. He'll get you some points. He'll get you some rebounds. But he doesn't offer ways out of the peripherals. But only in the system when he's playing in the Lakers does he improve himself. So I think this is a guy that you want to keep your eye on because the other guys like Gabe Vincent and stuff, we haven't seen what they roll out. These new, the new blood, but we know Torian is starting, but again, we haven't seen the rotations and how Ham's going to run that out. But I'm, I'm going to skip a segment earlier from that one about from the back-to-backs to the very end of the back-to-backs. Maddie, I made a point to you earlier. When we come and we're going to look at the back-to-back games for the week, it's really important in your league that you pay attention to not only the back-to-backs during the week to win your league, but Maddie, it's about the Sunday Monday link up week to get double value into your next one to save away a bit, to save a wave of burn. Yeah, I really like that. Um, you know, if you can get somebody that'll help you this week and also next week, fantastic. I've been dealing with that in the way that the NBL fantasy is set up, and if you can, you know, use a use a waiver wire pickup to get a guy that you can just. I suppose, roll through and uh, add value for two weeks in a row, maybe even three weeks in a row in some cases when we're talking, you know, 82 games deep. Like, this could be perfect and let us help you. Yeah, 100%. And we'll be giving you, like, the NBA schedule over the course of the year as well. We kind of, like, dig deep into that one there. Um, Finishing off that one, we've got the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Knicks, the Thunder, the 76ers, the Suns, basically most of the other bloody teams in the league have that one. But I've got to ask you, the Grizzlies, who have you been impressed by in the preseason or who do you think is going to be the players that step up in Memphis in the absence of Ja Morant to start the season? I do think it's going to probably be Desmond Bain. I think that Marcus Smart is going to give you much of what he has always given. He's going to be a serviceable player still on a very good team. Um, A lot of people are writing off somebody like Steven Adams. Like he's 20% rostered. 
I think people forget yep. how good he was before he was injured. Last season was a write-off. And this yep. is probably going to hurt Jaron Jackson Jr. more than we all know. Um, yep. We saw Jaron Jackson Jr. in drafts go from being, I saw him go top 10 in one, but that sort of 12, yeah. 13, 14, to being available, you know, nearly into the 30s. I think that's more reasonable from what we can expect for him with one Stephen Adams coming back home. So. I don't know. I completely agree. And this is, again, a team that has three games this week. And then you look at Memphis next week, they have four. And then they play three games for a very long period of time. They've got four weeks of a three-game week. So they've got a very, like, just very easy three-game-a-week schedule. They chip in three games a week, three games a week, three games a week, three games a week. However, I did not notice this earlier on. The New Orleans Pelicans, although they have only a couple this week, they go 4-4-3-4-4. So that's a little bit more tantalizing. You touched on a really good point with that whole NBL one. Like, that's a really good point, Maddie. The Mavs, two this week, yeah, crap, but then four, four, and four for your next three weeks. So this is where you start to bring in those streamer guys who are going to get you those extra games in that amount of time because there's not a lot of five-game NBA weeks this year. Pretty much they're all condensing the schedule into week 17. There's a lot of five-game weeks because of the in-season tournament, Maddie. Yep. Yeah, I think so. And they sort of cram them all out. I tell you what, it's good for viewing. It's good if you want to watch watch your teams. But it could be really good for fantasy. Like, I don't want to rag out on your Hornets. But if Hornets are playing the Pacers, and then there's, and then there's teams like elite teams in the comp like Memphis, uh, yep. like like the like the Lakers, like the uh, the Nuggets and everything playing. There's not going to be too many people watching the Hornets and the Pacers. And in a lot of formats you can find yourself watching the Hornets and the Pacers and you could just be like, Gordon Hayward is playing six minutes a night. Brandon Miller and PJ Washington are playing all the minutes. I'm going to add Brandon Miller. Um, I think in these first couple of weeks, you could get the opportunity just to watch some of these lesser teams and just start adding guys from there. Like Zaire Williams could be a completely rosterable player uh, with Jar being out. Like, we don't 100%. know. I'm not going to take a risk on it just yet, but he was great in the preseason. Um, he's obviously extremely talented. He was taken early in the draft. Like, we just got to wait and see with a lot of these guys. Yeah, 100%. And you need to take a wait and see approach. Again, if someone's there that you don't like on your team, that it's a dead weight and tanking you. Like, if you've ended up finding yourself punting into a build you didn't know that you were going to do, but you're still holding to that guy. I did it in the five keys one. Like, don't fall in love with the guy. Just let it burn. Just pull an Asher. Just let it burn. Yeah. Just like get him off, get him off your team, crush him down, and pick up the next hot thing and, and just ride that wave. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what fantasy is about. Like we said to have fun with it. Those guys are the way to play it. And again, we finished off the week with I'm looking forward to a three-game Thunder week this week. The 76ers, the Suns, Suns versus Lakers to start the season is going to be some fun. The Trailblazers. The Spurs, look, you're going to be able to possibly buy a low on a guy like Scoot Henderson because he hasn't been playing that well in the preseason. Like, let's be fair. Like, he's a rookie. There's going to be inefficiencies. He's going to have to find his feet in that system. Someone's taken him late in your draft, and he might not be as great as everyone thinks he is this season. He might come into it, but someone's going to get frustrated with that. Like, who's going to be frustrated in your league early? That's the key to in week one, I think, Matty. And I wasn't even thinking about it right now, but if you want to make some moves, you're going to want to try and tap into that very early with those ownership frustrations in the first couple of weeks. 
yeah, you could set up a guy that you could hold for the rest of the year. And isn't that just the dream, being able to get rid of a waiver wire spud for somebody that you think <laughs> could be rosterable for the whole year? Yeah. Like someone did with in one of our leagues with Shake Milton. Shout out to someone who they just got Shake yeah. Milton off their team and they got it like an asset. I was like, no way that's getting through. It got through. Um, I guess that brings us to the next biggest thing. And before we finish off the week, uh, before the episode for the one, uh, back-to-back games this week, there are absolutely none for the course of the week because of the shortened week and whatever it is until Friday, Saturday. Uh, Maddie, who are the back-to-back games on Friday and Saturday this week? Uh, we've got the Bulls. We've got the Cavs. We've got the Pistons. We've got the Grizzlies. We've got the Heat. Uh, we've got the Knicks. We've got the Raptors and the Jazz. So they're just some people that we could look at Maybe adding on Thursday. Um, I don't know everyone's time zones. We're from Australia, as you can see by my golden circle jersey right now. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so just just have a look at when you can add them. And, yeah, just double up. Add them for the two days. Keep an eye on in your league how many waiver wire pickups you're allowed to make in the league. I've been in some that have had three. I've been in some that have had four. I've been in some that have had five. And there's even some unlimited leagues there. So just keep an eye on your settings. See what you can do. But Thursday's a really good ad for the Bulls, the Cavs, the Pistons, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Knicks, the Raptors, and the Jazz. And if you're looking for assist. Oh, yeah, go on. I was going to say that one. I just want to touch on it. You did say on that one. I just wanted to come back to a thought you had earlier. On that one, on the Bulls, if you need some assists, you pick up the guys like Javon Carter and that team. Guys with yep. defensive stats, like Isaac Okoro, maybe, down over in the Cavs. In the Pistons, Isaiah Stewart is available in a lot of leagues. Mate, can you actually look for me? I've just noticed Isaiah Stewart still just floating around, just ducking up saying, hi, guys, I'm, I'm here. Um, I've, I was injured for a lot of last season. You can't remember me, um, but my name was Isaiah. Hello. He's, He's rostered in 53% of leagues in Yahoo. 4% on ESPN. Fuck me, so Really? Jesus, that's now that seems a little bit atrocious. That's that's a massive difference. So a lot of ESPN leagues have drafted either early or you're going to be able to jump on there because he has been starting at the power forward spot for Detroit in the preseason. So you might be able to get someone who's and he's been shooting decently as well from beyond because he had that like little stretch last year where he was shooting them down at a really great clip and it couldn't be sustained. Well, maybe it doesn't get sustained, but maybe he does play well with Jalen Duran playing the middle role and everything else going on. They have reinvested in Isaiah Stewart. But they have reinvested in him. So they're going to give him an opportunity to play. It might be a good shout in your team. The Grizzlies, maybe covered them. The Heat, who's going to get those minutes? Is it Josh Richardson? Or if he's sitting in still injured, the Knicks, Quentin Grimes is someone to watch. Or the Jazz, maybe someone spicy like Beef Keontae George, potentially. Yeah, it could be somebody like that. Um, look, yeah, I think... I think on the, when I looked at the Jazz, I think most of the guys that I expect to get those minutes were rosterable, except for uh, Talon Horton Tucker. So, yeah, yeah, I've I picked him up today, and I've I've been very impressed with him in the preseason. Uh, I've, I've been very impressed with Talon Horton Tucker in the preseason. He's taken on that starting. Like I think it, you touched on it earlier, and I know Matt Malley did. He's like, are we, do we really think they're going to start Colin Sexton as the starting point guard? And they did, and it didn't go well. And then Talon's run out there and he's really made it him. He really made it. He's only 20, what, 22 or 23. Yeah. Like he's really made that his own in the team. And they're going to, they're going to be a very menacing team. Like they're big. Like that is a big lineup to watch. Yep. Um, Talon Hawking, Horton Tucker has done this before though. 
could be yeah. a little bit of a catfish. Don't go trading for him. Uh, but if he's sitting on your waiver wire, yeah, you could definitely add him. Or add him like in the last round, like I did today. Actually, did I take him? When did I take him? I think that's. I think I just had a, a bit of a fib. Let me last look at my team. I took him last Taylor or second Horton last Tuckers. round. He was. Taylor Horton Tucker's high score is actually forty-one in the league. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. He's. I remember he played a game in the preseason. Was it a couple of years ago? I was walking around Brisbane in the valley, going to a couple of barbecue joints, and they were playing the Clippers and Taylor Horton Tucker. And I was, I mean, yeah, I might have been a little drunk at the time. And I might have been with my mate, Nate Hand, who was also quite drunk. And I might have made some very big assessments of him back in his Lakers days before they got rid of him that season. He didn't do much. But the guy's been playing really, really well. Like in the preseason, he watched 26 points the other day, five rebounds, eight assists, two steals across 31 minutes. A gangster Kings team that was trying to play basketball and establish their rotations pretty well. So I do think there might be some merit here. Like he's he's set to start the campaign as the opener. And for me, this is someone who, if he's still on your wire, like this is a guy you can pick up. Like how much is he rostered in ESPN, Matty? Oh, um, 5%. I'm going to go to, um, what, 5%? If you're in a yep. big league, like Horton, Horton, here's a, Horton, here's a tucker. Um, mm. is it rostered in Horton? He's a Tucker is only arrested. Uh, arrested. He's been arrested. No, he please let's not even go there with NBA players. Uh, 25 percent of leagues in Yahoo. So this is someone who will be the starting point guard for a team that it has an excellent coach in Will Hardy. I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Do we all do we all forget what happened to start the season last year before Utah sent it sideways? They were a pretty competitive team. Do they come and they make a crack at it again? Maybe. I think they could be good. Like I like yeah. John Collins. I you do like, like John Collins. Of, yeah, I like the change of um, – I think maybe a change of scenery is just what he needed. I'm not as high after I've seen how they've used him in the preseason, but I think if yeah. they let John Collins do John Collins things and be a little bit more of a center than a shooting power forward – I think the Jets yeah. could be a lot better. And that's really hard when you've got a guy like Walker Kessler, who's obviously developed so much and who really just everyone's like, oh my God, he look at this, look at this guy. Like they're starting a lineup right now. They've got Jordan Clarkson as a shooting guard. I mean, oh, Taylor didn't really play that well in the second game, the last game against the breakers. Like he just, he just dicked around. He took three shots and whatever, but they're rolling out Taylor Horton Hucker, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, John Collins and Lowry Markkinen. Their bench unit, is really interesting. Like they've still got like Chris Dunn there, Keontae George, Abaji, Sexton, Olenek. Like they've got some serviceable dudes in this team. So yeah, I think they could be semi-competitive this season. I reckon they'll upstart yeah. a few more teams than than we think they could be. Um, back to backs, as you said, you were about to say on the Saturday. Well, who was it on the Friday? On the Saturday Sunday to finish the week off. Uh, that's just the Sixers. So there's plenty of if James Harden isn't playing, there's plenty of streamable players. A hundred percent and rolling in. If you want to, if you're on your week, if you want to try and close it out strong or just make the most, if you haven't made many waiver wire moves and you want to set yourself up for success for the week after on the Sunday, Monday, there's a few, you've got the Hawks, the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Thunder and the Trailblazers. We'll cover over after the course of the week. Uh, I've got a pod coming up with Skitty on Friday for the weekend watch list and we'll do a weekend watch list show. Uh, we've got a bit of a segment planned on that one so we will help you out with what is that one. Maddie? I reckon we're done. Are we done? Is this the crossover in yep. the part one done? Let's wrap her up.
yeah, let's wrap her up. And that's not the first time we've heard that sentence before said to us. Take a sip. I am Matty G. This is Matty O'Brien. We are the Inside NBA Show. This is the Crossover Sunday. We wish you well for your first week of the NBA fantasy season. We'll see you soon. Cheerio.